0: Shut up, and sit down. Hello everybody, welcome to episode 213. You say what? I say what? It ain't episode 213, it's episode 313 of Third Shift. I was in a... Just a moment of the past, a hundred episodes ago. What were we doing a hundred episodes ago, Matt? I don't remember. I'd have to go look it up. <laughs> I, I, it could it, I could do Stall real quick. I could go all the way back yeah, he to could. It, yes. He could go all the way back and he could literally check what we were doing, what we were talking about on episode 213, where we're not at because it is episode 313. Here today, it is me, Mr. Eric, the monkey, the man, the person, the thing, the one who's sick from nuts gosh bless
1: the one who used to talk about godfall and the bloody harvest and then we ranked the borderlands 3 dlcs that's what we were doing 100 Ooh. episodes ago look how man. fast that
0: was i have the best i'll tell you what that would have been fun ranking the borderlands dlcs because it was those were some really good fun. dlcs that was a good time man what a what a good day that was are we gonna have a good day today probably we usually do so we'll see how it goes but I'm not the only one here. You've already heard him talk a couple times now. It's the inglorious bastard, the myth, the man, the legend, Mr. Matt. Today, he's here with me. We're going to have a fun little episode. But before we do, of course, you got to figure out what did we do this week? Gaming wise, real life wise, what the hell happened to us? And we'll start with you, Matt. What is going on?
1: Well, see, if you had asked me that literally yesterday, I would have no idea. I had absolutely no idea. I got up this morning and went. Oh, it's time to get ready for the show. I'm having to have to plan out my day and do my things. What did I do this week? Uh, did I play any other games other than just the one? And then through the course of the day, I went, ah, yes. Because you weren't here on Friday. So it was Indie Game Friday for your old buddy Matt. I started off with Mini Motorways to get me just in a chill vibe. Just chill, you know. I'm just I'm sitting here in my computer chair right in front of my gorgeous monitor. And I'm just... Ah, I'm just zoning out. Ooh, watching the little traffic dudes, watching the highways, and then it all goes to hell at the end because it always does because it just floods your stuff with too much stuff. Oh, it's beautiful and it's wonderful. And I went, okay. How long did that take me? Like 15 minutes. All right. Well, be a smart boy. I'll put Overwatch League on in the background, passively earn some points, and I'm going to play Loop Hero. And I played Loop Hero. I played a loop and I went, that was cool. I played another loop and I went, all right, I'm starting to, starting to feel like I'm, you know, I've accomplished something. I did a couple loops. And I did another one, another one, another one, another one, another one. Another one and I beat that chapter. And then when I went around to another one, I went, shit, loop, loop, loop. Okay, I actually have to stop. But that building that I just unlocked with my spoils from the last loop, it gave me a new character. All right, let me go back to the first iteration of the world, find out how this character works. Okay, okay, let me go to the second one, where it's a little bit hard, but not super hard. Okay, 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 yeah, yeah, okay. Then I went, okay, you have to stop. It's literally 11.30 at night. It's getting to be midnight. We don't even stay up till midnight on drinking nights. It's time you got to eat. Stop, stop. And I was smart, and I did, but it just, ooh, that little fish hook just came right up on the water. I'm like, bloop, ow. And it hooked me. It hooked me. It's so good. That game is so awesome. And like I say, every time when I do get into it, I need to play that more. Guess what I did? First thing this morning, I played Blue Hero. It was great. It was wonderful. The other game that I played, starting off the video game front, I'm going to the real world front. The other video game I played all weekend and Labor Day because it's Labor Day weekend. Hooray! All day Labor Day, I played Saints Row. And I gotta tell you, as a longtime Saints Row fan, anybody. Who is talking crap about that game, get him out of your life. Tell them to go away. If it's you, get yourself out of there. Just reframe your thinking. Don't be yourself anymore. Be a different
0: person. Change yourself.
1: Yes. Be a better person who appreciates Saints Row because this is. I mean, it's Saints Row 1 again, essentially. I mean, you're going back to that old school Grand Theft Auto style of Saints Row, and it just it just works. Even the characters that everybody said, Oh, these characters are so stupid, I'm gonna hate them. I love all the characters. One's a hothead, one is totally, like, non-violent, one is kind of this in-the-middle type of person. There's no Johnny Gat replacement, because you can never replace Johnny Gat. But one of them is kind of, he's kind of working his way there. I'm starting to fall in love with the characters, just from spending time with them in the story missions, which I don't even hardly do, because there's so many side activities and so many things. And the first day I played it, there's hidden packages, essentially. There's a little, like, drug drops that dropped off of a cargo plane. There's a news story about it, so it explains it in the world. I mean, oh, you just run across them randomly? Ah, eh, I'll do a few. Now, every time I'm out in the Badlands or wherever, oh, I'm, I'm going to go do the thing. What's that, a drug drop over there? Let me go find them. Tick, tick, tick. Oh, de- being in this area, also put something else on my map? Let me go do that. Let me go do this. Oh, there's like little windmills out in the desert, and you go and get car parts out of them? Well, let me spend 20 minutes going all around this area of the desert to find that last one, because I got to get it. It's just scratching all the itches. It's so good and so fun. And the shooting is tight. I mean, it's not the greatest shooting I've ever felt. But compared to any other Grand Theft Auto-style shooting, it's nice. It's tight. It feels good. The weapons that I have, I'm upgrading them. They're looking ridiculous. It's wonderful. My boss is getting all kinds of crazy outfits, all kinds of crazy tattoos. It's just amazing. I'm loving it. Anybody who doesn't like Saints Row, you're not my friend. But then going into the real-world front, did two specialty movie events... Just yesterday, last night, went and watched a movie from a local director, from a local actor, well, a movie slash documentary, it's like 60 minutes, so it wasn't a full-fledged feature or anything, called 10 Questions for Henry Ford, which is kind of about Henry Ford's life, but it was, there's a weird framing device of like, it's his ghost kind of prowling around, you know, his old haunts and like, looking back on the past. So it was interesting, sort of movie, sort of documentary. It said all the stuff that he said was based on, you know, his writings, published things by him. So interesting, a person we all know about, but I don't really know much about Henry Ford. So it was kind of a cool look into that. And on Saturday, mom got the tickets like months ago, Fathom Events. They're doing a 40th anniversary, Khan over Regal, my favorite theater. They went there and oh, that movie is so good. I was sitting there watching it and I was like, man, it always hits me when I find like a, a movie that feels like it's crafted by somebody. Like the shots are composed. And you, know, you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. I always talk about it on this podcast. That's one of those. And I was like, man, there used to be so many of these movies back in the day. Now there's a billion movies and, and I, not anything against them, but a lot of them don't have that feel. I remember all these '70s and '80s movies that had that feel. This had that feel. I'm standing there looking at him, like, "Wow, there's so many things I've forgotten from this movie that are in it." And then the other thing that it makes me laugh when I think about it, but I'm like, "Man, people could be ugly back in the days." And I don't mean like I'm not talking bad about anybody, but you know, it's an intense movie. There's intense situations. People looked haggard. The captain of the Reliant, who is with Chekhov when the thing happens on the planet. Like, all through his performance, he's, like, sweaty and, like, haggard looking. And, you know, maybe it's, like, a, a new Blu-ray enhanced print that they were playing or something. But you could just see it. Just all these sweat drips, you know, dripping down his face. Like, you never see that anymore. Uh-uh. Any movie you see, everyone's just...
0: Everyone's beautiful.
1: I'm perfect. Maybe my hair is, like, a little bit out of place.
0: Beautifully placed pieces of dirt or something, yeah.
1: Yeah. But I was like, he looks like he's going through it. And his character is during the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody else, they're just, they're beat up, they're ruffled up, they're just haggard looking. And you never see that anymore, and I, I appreciated that.
0: And uh, I want to add to that, because I was watching some old school Star Trek, sweat stains. Mm-hmm. You see sweat stains on these, pe- yeah. uh, on these actors and actresses while they're running around on these little deserts and doing things. and Because they're actually hotter than all hell, you know, wherever the stage set is, so they're sweating. And so, therefore, boom, sweat stains, and they're still rolling, they're still filming, because you know what? In real life, if you were in a tense situation on some weird planet, fighting Noctra, the old demon lizard, and you're gonna have, you're gonna be sweating, you're gonna be having all sorts of problems, and they all, they kept that stuff, they just rolled with it, and it's just like you said. Nowadays, no, people over here fighting twenty-seven people. 27 men or women just killing them, murdering them, flying through buildings, and they still just look so damn good, and it's just ridiculous. And I'm like, "Well, oh, this is fun, and it's cool, and it's, I'm eating my popcorn, having fun. Yeah, I'm like, no, none of this is real. None of this is even remotely real. It's a huge disconnect. Yeah. When I'm like, okay, I'm just watching a, a fluff movie. Here we go, weehoo! But when you're dirty and nasty for real, because you're acting in this hot stage, but it coincides with what you're doing, it's 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 beautiful. Bring it back.
1: It's it's weird because I never really you, you know we're so desensitized to it now. That's just what movies look like. And then you see a movie from these old. Times where, you know, there's, I mean, like I always say, physical stunts and physical special effects and explosions and a real car skidding down the road. And, you know, you see it kind of fishtail out at the very end of the scene. And, you know, any other modern day movie, you cut that, get it 100 percent perfect. But there's there's flaws like that, little things like that. And you don't remember them or realize them until you see here's a product from that time where stuff was real and it looks so good. It looks so real. But just, it's a legendary movie, especially for Star Trek. Fantastic. It makes me very excited for when Star Trek VI hits whatever anniversary it's going to hit. Because that's one of my favorites, too. So to see that on the big screen would be awesome. Only other thing that happened over the weekend. Oh, tons of wrestling stuff. i never talk about wrestling on the show anymore. Clash at the Castle, AEW All Out. All the fallout from All Out is crazy. If you know, you know. If you don't know, get yourself on Twitter. And look up CM Punk and All Out. Oh my goodness. Watch the press conference. Watch everything go to hell. But anyway, the only other thing that happened. Had some family in town. Got to see him for way too short of a time. My uncle and my cousin came up. They do the Dalmac bike ride every single year. And got to see them afterwards at my other cousin's house. Just awesome. Only got to hang out with them for a couple hours. But I always feel good when I see them. Because they're good people I like to spend time with. So it's a shame we only see him for that long, but that was my week. You know? As always, Eric, I get home from work. I'm sad, I'm tired, I'm miserable. Let's do the show. All right. Ah, oh, what did I even do this week? I had a great week. Tell me about your great week.
0: Ooh, I'll tell you what. Well it started off. We went down to Ohio and we were like, Yeah, buddy, we're gonna be doing King's Island all week, and this is gonna be the bestest, most funnest things impossible. And Friday, it was. We got ourselves a fast pass. We went ahead and you know, bought tickets for next year. They were like, Hey, we're gonna give you one fast pass for this year, but it can only be used on certain certain dates, of course. Da 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 da. Friday was it, so we used them. We got to ride every single ride we wanted. We just boop, 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 fast lane right up in those rides. So it feels and it hits so different. And I know the feeling because back in the heyday, I got to use FastPass for uh, Universal Studios and whatnot. So I know the feeling, but it's that was so long ago, I'd forgotten. You know, it happened again. And it's it just hits different when you're in these parks and you don't have to worry about checking like, oh, what's the line weight for uh, this particular ride? What's the line weight here? Maybe we should hit this one up, then strategically go over here and maybe we'll get that one. No, you just, what do you want to ride? And you walk right to the front, and you just hop on the ride, like within seconds. You don't wait. You don't think about it. You don't care. You just ride the ride. It felt good. It just felt really good not to worry about nothing and just go ride all those rides. Ride them twice. Ride them three times. Didn't matter. Whatever we wanted to do. The only downside was it was hot as all beat out again. I don't know what it is about me and Kings Island, but every time we go, I feel like Ohio goes, you know what? We should go back up to 98 degrees and humid, too. Let's make sure it's humid. Don't, don't forget about that part. So Friday, it was humid as all get out. It was hot. It was crazy. Still had a great time. I think we almost killed ourselves, though. Got home. Saturday morning, we were supposed to go again. Pouring rain. Thunderstorms. The whole nine completely canceled. Didn't happen. All right. Sunday. Sunday had this tiny window open, like three hours. I got back in there, got a few rides down, got the grubbage we were supposed to get. Worked out perfectly. Went back, hung out with the family. We had all sorts of food, good times, this and that. It worked out. It was great. It was a good weekend. Monday morning, we said, you know, adios. It's just like you said, man, when you're around folks, you know, having a good time, hanging out, you're like, yeah, this is great, you know. Wish we could just do this easier, more often, but same with your folks as my folks except you to even more extremes everybody lives at least four five six hours away and it's like yeah it's just not feasible it's not something you can do all the time so unfortunately we only got one more trip down there which is for halloween and then that's it till next summer so it's kind of that sad little sad phase we're like oh man all this hanging out we've done had a great time and it's about to be over just like camping man i got one more camping trip in the books and it's over. Camping's over till next year. And I'm like, man, we're about to go into six months of just living and surviving.
1: Now, I was going to ask this question and it's dumb because we're in that time right now, but is this like a true fall camping or is it like a, a few weeks out camping trip? No,
0: it's, it's not a true fall. It's uh, ah. September 25th, oh. whatever that weekend is. Oh. So it, if we were up north, it would be yeah, starting yeah, yeah. fall time, but it's just going to be over at, in Grand Haven, so we're going just straight west. So it'll probably won't be a true fall one. It'll be cooler, but it's still not going to be my dream, which is to go during true fall. Tale
1: of summer, early fall. Orange
0: leaves, the smell of earth in the air, cold nights, so you get that fire going and you actually sit there around it because you need it. I dream of that, but uh, the wife and children, they don't like the cold. So they're just miserable hiding out inside.
1: That's what the RV's for. Turn the heat up. Who cares? Get all oh,
0: they do. You,
1: you get to sit out there and enjoy the dream. And then have random people come, Who, hey, hey neighbor. Go farther. I'll see you, you got, know, got fire.
0: As much as I hate it, sometimes though, you know, they'll bring hey, here, here's a cup of Joe. Hey, who are you? Da, 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 da. Oh, I'll drink this cup of Joe and hang out, I guess. Yeah random human being and as long as they don't overstay the welcome it's not too bad but sometimes you know they talk a little too much instead of a 10 minute conversation they're going for like a 30 minute and you're like nah you know it's too long i don't know who you are i don't i don't want to stand here for a half hour talking to you so it's finding that balance and then you got your weird i go on and on man about the campground rules <laughs> there's people like we us to just say this, it's true when you get there and you're starting to go to your spot. People start to corral. And they want to watch you park. They want to watch you back your camper in and get set up. So every time you do get like, you know, five people, six, seven, who just kind of stand there watching you, watching you get in there, watching you come out and inspect the area and decide how you're going to do your backing in or whatever you're going to do. And just see how you do. They don't come talk to you. They don't cat cat, cat call. They don't do nothing like that. But they just watch. And then they disperse as soon as you're parked and comfy in your little spot. It's the weirdest thing in the world. I don't know. I always thought it was a myth. I never thought it was true, but it's, it is true. That's what happens. I don't do it, but apparently it's a thing It happens, Matt.
1: It's too weird. We, we, it we've, been to the, we've been to the parks for the cabin and stuff. It's too weird being that close to other people. And then, like you said, people, hey, look at it. Here comes, here comes our neighbor. Let's,
0: Come let's on, look, let's look at him. Let's see what they're doing. I gotta look at them.
1: No, I don't. <laughs> you no, see
0: how they're parking here. Nope. What's his parking skills like? Huh? I'm just gonna
1: go. I'm gonna go to a hotel. I'm gonna stay in hotels <laughs> wherever. Nobody cares. Imagine
0: that pressure. You know, in a big old RV, and you gotta back it in right, or all some old old fogies are gonna talk about you later, not to your face, but they'll say, "Oh, did you see that old young bucking." Couldn't even back it in his old RV. It took him like seven seven times to get it right. Nope. What are they teaching these kids these days?
1: I'm pulling straight in. I don't care. Is it backwards? <laughs> I'm, I'm running that hose underneath the you RV. Can't. I don't care. It's
0: illegal. You have to park face out because of park rules. In case there's a fire emergency, you have to be able to immediately pull straight out. Well, so. I
1: pull straight through and, and just str- I'll just go straight, it, through that's how I do
0: it. <laughs> straight through the woods. That's where I'm going. do yep. try to stop me. Getting
1: away from that fire.
0: Oh, goodness. So, yeah, maybe another day I'll, I'll go into some more craziness in the campgrounds. But it, we didn't even go camping. So, anywho, just got back home, and I played a bunch of games. I played Yakuza Like a Dragon, and I'm so glad I did because I got to that point where I was like, hey, move one of the main mission, do tons of side missions, stopped, went back in, let's keep doing side missions like Matt said to do. Just having a great time. Just boom, boom, knocking out side missions. Oh, it's so much fun. Dun, 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 dun You know, just poo, 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 poo. All right, still love this game. Great. Back on track. Want to play it still. Nothing big. Just a bunch of side stuff. Didn't do anything big, big time. Cult of the Lamb went in there. I've been mostly religious with it. Every two days, I make sure to get in there and do, you know, a couple days worth of stuff. So I'll sit there and make sure I tend to the tend to my flock tend to the cult and then i'll go out and do like a dungeon and then i'll do a little fishing or whatever or a little mushroom gathering and then i usually end it so keeping up with that james he passed away he died of old age shay died of old age um michael one died of old age michael two was born then michael two now has me messing with sandy a bunch and it's great i love it we're having such a good time together we're high-fiving Bob is still alive because he lives eternally. I'm so happy that Bob, the original, gets to live for all time. And he's my best and most faithful servant. And I appreciate that. (laughs) You knew I was going to do it. You knew it. It's disgusting. I had to do it. He is my most, most faithful servant in this game. He does everything I ask him. Any chores set before him, he accomplishes. And he tells me when people are doing all sorts of naughty things, Thank you, Bob. You're most appreciated. Uh, so that game's just great. I, I still haven't even beat the second boss. I'm still just dinking around, screwing off. I'll get there. I'll get there. That second boss. This game, mind you folks, this game's like a five-hour game. And I think I've got like 11, 12 hours in it, and I'm not even on the second boss yet. I'm not playing this game the way I'm supposed to, I don't think. so. But I don't care. I'm enjoying it. Uh, my minions, they're having a good life, and that's all I care about.
1: I have a feeling you're never going to beat this game. It's gonna I have be a one feeling that's going to that happen to you're it. You're just going to be horsing gonna... around, and then one day, you, or you'll go on a camping trip and come back and be like, ah, I don't know. Uh, you, you'll go into it, and the 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 love will be lost. Like the little switch will mm-hmm. flip, not not actively, but you'll come back to it and go,
0: oh yeah, I had a good time.
1: It was fun. I put 15 hours into this game. Mm-hmm. All right, ah, close good
0: enough. I don't want that to happen though, but I do keep screwing around. I gotta get in there and just beat these bosses. So, you know, maybe maybe that's it. Maybe maybe I'll just push forward and get the bosses beat. And then if I still want to screw around with my, my cult and, and whatnot, I can. Otherwise, I can, like you said, just disappear and move on to the next thing. So that was that. And then last but not least, Soul Hackers 2. I haven't even really started this game yet because they introduced this access area where you get to go, as I've discussed before, into the like the minds of your compatriots. And then you can level them up. And get them extra abilities by opening up the different levels and bridges, etc. in their areas. So, basically getting Nora in the game, just getting the company together, I went to that. And I started doing that as much as I possibly can to get them as far as I possibly can. I'm on the third character right now, getting as far as I can before it you know, comes to a boss that just smokes me with you know, no questions asked. So, I'll soon be able to play this game and actually go to some story time. But right now, I'm still in these... And they are, look, the, uh, the review critiques about their, the mine dungeons was pretty accurate. None of them changed. They're just like weird cubes and blocked like dungeons. They look like old, old school persona dungeons. They just Maybe. blah. But whatever. You put on some good music and you rock and roll. You just, while you're doing that, you got Twitch streams up and you're just going through those and, Getting where you need to do, but the story itself is outstanding from what I've you know seen so far, and the environments and the locales you go to, all awesome. So this particular little part is still fun to me, just because I don't mind watching Twitch and mindlessly going through these blocked dungeons to you know get to the areas I need to unlock the memories to unlock the extra abilities. But I can see where people would be like, ah, this is not it. I don't want to do this.
1: And let me jump into, because I can see that on Saints Row also. I'm doing the same thing with that. It's not a Twitch stream that I have up, but I'll put up long-form YouTube on my phone or a podcast or whatever. So in those moments in between, running between SideQuest A and side quest B, which isn't that interesting on its own, I'm having fun doing that. So I see what you're saying, because I'm doing mm-hmm. the same thing.
0: yeah. So, still having a good time with it. I was going to try to finish that today. I didn't quite get to it. Um, I, I got to it for about an hour, so not enough time. And then I was thinking maybe tonight, but I've already got people asking me to do other things. And I was going to watch some shows. It's a whole different thing. Any of the who's, that's what I've played. That's what I've been up to this week, Mr. Matt.
1: But you're talking about a whole different thing. Let me get you on a whole different type of game, Eric. And this is one of those games that's kind of like Cult of the Lamb. There's like totally different avenues of play totally different gameplay pieces of it because i'm talking about circus Electrique, which dropped on the sixth developed by zen studios published by saber interactive for playstation pc xbox and nintendo switch it's out for everything except mobile except maybe it's on mobile i don't know but those are the only things i wrote down kind of surprised it's on switch but regardless simplest overall introduction i can say steampunk london if you know darkest dungeon it's that in there so if you know what Darkest Dungeon is, that's a I mean, that's a big time dungeon crawler. Here in this game, like I said, you're kind of in steampunk Victorian London. Something has happened. People are starting to go crazy around the town. You, your character, joins up with the circus electrique, and you're kind of trying to figure out what's going on. So being part of the circus, you have a lot of stuff you have to do with that. Not only are all your party members, they're all circus troop members. So you have strongmen, you have fire eaters, you have You know, clowns, you have jugglers, aerialists, all kinds of stuff. So you can use them in combat, but outside of combat, you also have to put on circus shows. So it kind of deals you like a hand of cards of all these different performances you can put on. And you pick one out, and then there are certain slots in the performance. Here's the opening act, next up, main event, and there's like an after whatever. So you put in your characters, who all have unique skills, abilities, and then unique tendencies and interrelationships maybe the strong man doesn't like to go on last but he also doesn't like to be led in by a clown act so you got to put your people in this act in a certain way to put on the show to get money experience that kind of stuff from the people of london to level up your people do all your stuff then on top of that you go out into the city to start going through the world the city in like a board game style map you move from node to node there's events i need to know there's battles there's this there's that so you have like a slay the spire type of interacting with the world there you go into this this district you're going around choosing your paths doing that stuff then it gets to the combat which like i said it's darkest dungeon your people are all lined up on one side enemies are all lined up on the other side you have your characters abilities all that stuff but the beauty of it is it's tactical not like tactical like moving units on a grid, but the strongman. Okay, maybe he's got this ability. If he's in the front row, he can hit every other enemy, no matter where they are in their formation. Maybe if you put him in the second, now he's got a different suite of abilities. You put him further back, now he's got something else. He maybe can't hit everybody in the back row, but maybe he gets a different ability, like a ground slam, so he can hit everybody that way. There was one review I saw where they were talking about that And then saying, but the person who acts before him, maybe that's your clown. And his ability debuffs the enemy or buffs you up. But after that's done, it moves him to the back. So now your strongman is one up. So it's this beautiful, like, push and pull and all that kind of combat that I just love. But then you have the darkest dungeon aspects of it. Because your characters all have, I think they call it devotion. But it's essentially a motivation meter. If it gets too low, they'll run away from battle. If it gets too low outside of battle, they're gone they run away. That's it. If their health dips too low in battle, they're dead. Permanently. You can't get them back. Your best bet is to hire more people. And granted, you know, they're all the same classes and you'll probably hire people in the same level. But this is one of those games where, man, Bob the strong man, he's been rocking and rolling with us from the start. I don't want to take him into this battle because his health's getting low. I don't want to lose Bob. Mm-hmm. Even though He's just a character, but he has this story that I built with him. He's carried us through. Beautiful stuff like that. The only other thing I'll say is the really interesting part about hiring people before you hire them onto your crew, you can take them on a mock battle. So you can see what status effects, what abilities, what powers they have. So, you know, we're going to hire people. Here's a train full of people. Who do you want? I don't know, but you can test out every single one of them, see if they're a good fit for your crew and your playstyle. Wonderful. Beautiful graphics, beautiful sound. It's all voice acted, and voice acted really well from what I can tell. It's an indie game that, how could you pass it up? If you like Darkest Dungeon, you should get this, because it's more of the same type of thing. If you didn't like Darkest Dungeon because it's a little too dark, that was a very Cthulhu-esque, very brutal. Check this out. It's a little more steampunk, a little friendlier looking. It doesn't look as as dark and dank, and you know know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Check out Cirque Electrique. I'm going to be checking it out. It's going on my wish list. What do I say as soon as I'm done editing the podcast? When I hit this, I'm not even going to wait till I'm done editing. When I get to this point in the edit, I'm going to go add it to my wish list. It's going to be great. What about you, Eric?
0: Ooh, let me tell you. You got Splatoon 3, folks, hitting September 9th. This is published, developed by Nintendo themselves. This is, just as I said, a Nintendo title. So if you own the Switch and you love Nintendo, you might want to go check this out. Because Nintendo always delivers something good. That's just the way it goes. Now I have not been a big you know player or connoisseur of splatoon myself, but every time a release hits, I look at it and I go, this just looks fun. this looks like a good time. And what is it? It's third person. you're the inklings or the octolings, I think they're called. You can be either one. You design your own little character and then you get these cool different weapons and it, 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 there's a whole diverse slew of weapons all right and how to disperse the paint. Okay, that's what these weapons do. You're out there dispersing paint. And what you're trying to do is cover the environment with the paint of your color to, in the uh, campaign version, you'll traverse it. And then, of course, the, the goal is to do it quickly, efficiently, of course, while collecting secrets, etc. And in the campaign portion, there will be um, puzzle levels. So you'll be using your ink, et cetera, to solve different puzzles, do different things, get to different platforms, do this, do that. There'll also be like speed running ones where you're just trying to go as quick as possible through different environments, So you got the campaign, which is all single player. You go have yourself a good old time with the Inklings, Rocklings. And then there's also the PvP side. And, of course, this is the meat and potatoes of Splatoon. And there's Turf War. That's like the main one. And what it is is two teams come together, and you go toe-to-toe with each other. And the goal is, in the time allotted, you want to cover your paint to as much as you can of this field whoever has the most paint down on the field at the end wins can you kill each other you can stun each other basically so what you're doing is while you're over here painting and trying to cover everything you're trying to stop the other team from doing that so you're covering their paint you're hitting them with your abilities and your different you know paint skills and guns because like i said some guns they'll be like machine guns so they're like lobbing out little pellets of paint some guns are rollers so you'll just be doing big old slews of paint. What happens you run out of paint you got to make sure you submerge into your paint and then dive under and while you're under you can traverse really fast so not only are you able to refill your paint and get back into the action of laying paint and then of course stopping the enemies with your paint but it also refills said paint so it just boom it melds it molds and it just works together very nicely And it sounds like a freaking good time. They've got, of course, several different maps that you can play on. So there's all sorts of different strategies and ways that you're going to want to dominate the field that you're on. You know, paths that are going to get you the most paint. Lanes that you're going to want to control because they have the most, you know, uh, surface area to them. That kind of stuff all comes into play. Some things are harder to paint than others. So, you know, people will avoid this. But then again, if they avoid it and you go claim it. It's just like risk a little bit, you know people don't want this little Kamchaka area, so I'll take it. I'll get the yeah lesser points, but they're solid because no one's gonna waste their time to come over here, so boom, my blue color is solid that just sounds fun. it just sounds cool i wish I wish I was in on it. I wish I had played these games and I still could, but i it would require friends you know what I mean it required friends to play with, and I just don't really have a lot of those so. No,
1: I want to follow up on this because I got three things to say about this. One, I'm in the same boat as you are. Anytime I see Splatoon, my eyes light up. I'm like, this, I need to play this. And I don't know how I've missed out on it for so long. So I saw Splatoon 3 and I had that same thing. I was like, oh, I need to just get it. I need to just get it and just do it. Two, this sounds like exactly like you and I playing Capture in Battleborn. Yes. All the rest of the crew is in the stupid lane, all just shooting and fighting each other. Hey, you're going to flank left. I'm going to flank right. We're going to swoop paint until there's just this little corner in the the middle. And nobody's going to notice because everyone's so dumb in these games. All they want to do is shoot each other and not do the objective. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And three, you got two friends, Eric. You got me. And you got Daddy. This sounds like the perfect game to play with Daddy.
0: You know what? Daddy would play this game. Daddy would love to get on this (laughs) Maybe we'll have to talk to Daddy, see if Daddy's willing to do it, <laughs> and see where we go. But there you go. So Turf War in a nutshell, that's what the main PvP portion. Uh, they also introduced the uh, Salmon Runs, which is a horde mode in this. So you, and I think it's f- three others, so four, I think, total players, you get you get uh, choppered into this uh, big ship rig unit kind of thing. And then the salmon, these baddies, you know, they start just coming and coming and coming and coming. Horde mode, you know, you know what the deal is, and you gotta, you know, fend them off as long as possible. So you've got your basic PvP, you've got your Horde mode, you've got your campaign, and then on top of that, there's Splatfest. They do these competitions where you choose. There's, like, I think three things you choose from, and it's fun, silly things. Like, are you a a hamburger man, a hot dog man, or a peanut butter jelly person? You know what I mean? That kind of stuff. And then you pick your team, and then for, like, a, a week or two weeks slated time, all the combat's based off what team you're on. And then at the end, they go, you know what? Hamburgers won. Hamburgers are the best. All the rest of you could suck it. Just fun, cool events like that. That also just sounds like a great time. Does it add a lot? No, but it adds enough to have fun, and that just seems cool. So if they can keep it alive and keep it going and keep the uh, community in that game, which there's already a really solid community for that game. I know it's dimmed a little bit. Like I heard Splatoon 2 didn't keep quite the uh, fervor that Splatoon 1 did, but the community still loves the game, so you're going to see a huge resurgence here with this one. And if enough of you get on it, enough of you stick to it. This might be a, what, a game that lasts and goes on and on and on for years.
1: You know, that's salmon around four players. You, me, James, and Daddy.
0: Daddy? Or Shay? No, it's got to be Daddy. Ah, come on. got to be Daddy? It's, okay. it's got to be Daddy. Okay.
1: Uh, you know you want to see Daddy as join the team. You uh, want to you you see Doc Funky, Mahaga Glung, whatever James is called. And then at the bottom, Daddy.
0: Daddy. Just Daddy. Just Daddy. Yep. I do. He's going to save the day. You know if Daddy's there, you don't got to (laughs) worry. So yes, this game is out September 9th. That's now. You can go get it. Enjoy. Have a blast. Have some fun. Check it out. Do yourself a favor. Seriously, it looks great.
1: Another thing that looks great, except I haven't even gotten into seeing the actual details of it. I literally pulled up two websites And I said, tell me, websites, what is involved in the Cyberpunk 2077 DLC, the Edge Runner update that just dropped, the last major update for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One versions of the game. So that is something that they told me. And they went, yeah, it adds some stuff. Wow, they did it. I looked at one website from two days ago. I'm like, okay, that's just when it was announced. They don't have the deets. I looked at one from four hours ago. Yeah, they added stuff. It's, It's cool. It's neat. They did talk about... There's one thing that I am very excited about. Transmog. They had a transmog into the game. My V looks like a train wreck. She looks Uh horrendous, which is part of the charm. But it would have been sad if I get new pieces to replace that train wreck look. Now I can just transmog it up. It's beautiful. Transmog is awesome. It should be in every game that actually has stuff on your character. Yeah.
0: Oh, period. So... What it did, Ed, in this latest DLC for the Edge Runner, the content you get three new gigs, Matt. And this is the exciting part I wanted to tell you about. With the, without everything else added, the fixtures are going to give you three new gigs. You get Concrete Cage Trap, Desperate Measures, and Nasty Hangover. So three more missions to go have some fun in. Because you said you were itching to get your get your body in there, uh-huh. and of course we got to wait till next year for the, you know, the proper DLC. But this one. You can go whet your whet your appetite just a little bit. And, of course, like you said, you're going to get the transmog. Uh, there's some new stuff in the wardrobe for you to pick up. Six new firearms for you to pick up. The Kappa, it's a smart pistol. You get a submachine gun in there somewhere, a shotgun, a light machine gun, and an assault rifle. And five new melee weapons, Matt. And this is where I am excited mm-hmm. because you get the iconic variant of the Blue Fang, you get the iconic variant of the Headhunter. There's a new axe, a new machete, and a chain sword called the Cut-O-Matic. I heard about oh that Oh, my one, yeah. gosh. I need to find that sword so bad. I cannot wait. It's super exciting. Uh, they added other stuff, too, like uh, some cross-progression stuff. And then they said Cyberpunk Edgerunner content. Added some secrets related to the Cyberpunk runners anime series to be discovered in Night City, including the new equipment and new photo mode features. So I don't know if that just means the above stuff, the above stated little extra wardrobe items, weapons, or if that's some other like hey, there's some other cool little tidbits hidden throughout Night City if you're, you know, into looking for it. I don't I don't really know. I'm not sure.
1: All the other like announcement tweets and things that I saw showed off like some some light cycle-looking motorcycles. And, you know, I had a couple motorcycles while I was playing it, but nothing that was as neon as the ones they were showing. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's just simple stuff like that. New vehicle skins, essentially, associated with that Edge Runners anime.
0: Yeah, it's probably something along those lines. And then on top of it all, Matt, tons and tons and tons of UI fixes, bug fixes, etc. They said that this game is finally where they wanted it to be. That this is what their mind, their vision was for the release day of Cyberpunk 2077. So, going straight from that, Phantom Liberty, freaking DLC. The one and only DLC we're going to get for Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, I'm so excited to see it mm-hmm. and can't wait to play it, but I'm so sad to hear that that is the only one they're going to do. And then they're leaving... This current iteration of 2077.
1: I was so happy. And I was getting ready to talk about how happy I was to see this. And he had to say that. But So I'm just going to choose to forget that you said nah, that. Just
0: stay happy, though, because it's going to be great.
1: And I'm just going to say, you know, I was looking at the stuff like, oh, man, characters, all kinds of do- doing things. All right, cool. It's going to be neat to get into the Night City. And then I heard Johnny goddamn Silverhand mm-hmm. at the very, very end of that. And I went, I like, got chills. I got that, like, I'm I'm back home and I'm excited about it feel like I'm this, this, this is it. This is going to be it. Oh, uh, I'm going to go. I w- hey, when I get to this point in the edit, I'm going to go watch the trailer again so I can get the chills that I'm starting to feel right now because I'm hyped to go watch it and feel it again.
0: Yes. It's going to be fantastic. You return as your character V, Johnny Silverhand just like you said is back in the mix so he's in there talking in your ear all over again and then on top of it all you apparently become a secret agent for the new United States of America's president to help them reform the United States in this new up cool new image and you get to go to a whole new section of Night City that you've never been to that apparently or probably is going to be controlled by the phantom, you know, liberty folks or whatever, the new United States to have some fun in and see all new things, all new sites. I'm sure there's going to be new side gigs, all sorts of stuff. They didn't said say how long they expect this content to be, but man, I'm I'm crossing my fingers and dreaming and hoping for a good 8 hour, you know, a, just a good 8-10 hour freaking chunk here. I hope I get it. And if I do, I can walk away from this game happy as all get out.
1: I'll be happy as all get out no matter what. So the one thing I'm hoping for is that, uh, you know, Judy gets a little apartment over in that area of town. They have, like, you don't even need a side quest. Just say, hey, drop my the apartment, V, or I'm, I'm working on a gig for this person, this company. Come on, swing by. Say hello to me over at the Braindance Hollow Zone or whatever, whatever they were even called. Oh, man. It's see my girlfriend again—that's this is the best.
0: <laughs> it's, it, it's gonna be great. I, I can't wait. Unfortunately, we don't have a release date yet. We just know it's sometime next year. It'll probably be early next year if I had to take a guess at it. So please look forward to that, everybody. You're gonna you're gonna have a great time. Me and Mag are gonna have a great time. Everybody can finally be like, oh yeah, this is the game that you know it was supposed to be the whole reckoning, the whole coming of days.
1: I was just going to say, if you never got into it because you heard so much bad stuff, apparently this is how it was supposed to be. And you're going to get it on sale. I guarantee you can find it on the cheap somewhere. So get it and play the current gen version of it with the current patch. If you've never been here before, just enjoy. You're going to love it.
0: You will. Trust the Haitians, too. They're going to, they'll definitely lead you straight. I promise.
1: It could happen.
0: It could happen.
1: It didn't happen to me, but I guess it could happen.
0: Yeah, there's some things that happen. A lot of things happened for me. It was it was definitely an event that one was. <laughs> oh, and of course I can't move on without mentioning. Humble Bundle has a two K bundle going on right now. Matt, eighteen bucks gets you just a bajillion two K games, including and in why I'm mentioning this: Borderlands Three, the Super Deluxe Edition. So for eighteen dollars, you get Borderlands Three Super Deluxe Edition. If you haven't played this game yet or gotten it somehow for free or some dollar ninety nine deal somewhere else. You can go support a good cause, help Humble Bundle out, and not only do you get Borderlands 3, but you get a bajillion, a slew of other stuff. Dude Nukem Forever. I mean, who does want that game? You gotta have that on there, right? And a bunch of other stuff. Just saying, it's out there. I recommend you check it out if you'd like good deals on a bunch of games and you're uh, gaming on a budget, you know?
1: But speaking of things we'd be remiss if we didn't cover on the show, I'm talking about PAX West. Because Gearbox had the PAX West showcase. They always do. It's always a showcase. It's always a fun time. They showed off a little bit of stuff. Started off with the publishing. Showed off some Homeworld, some Tribes of Midgard, some Eyes in the Dark. Not a lot here for me to dig into, but Eyes in the Dark, I always like seeing that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just surprised, um, to be honest with you. I thought publishing was going to bring a few new games. But they only reiterated what was already coming and what was already out. You know, I don't know why they chose to do that. I don't know if there's just there's too early in some other deals they're messing with right now to you know really show anything, or if you know and and I hate I have literally no basis of fact on this, but I'm like, are they not getting the sales they want? So they're kind of you know getting a good big platform again to kind of push the games. It just it just seemed strange. I mean, I totally understand the home world even though we joked about it and said if they show it again I'm going to shoot myself cuz we've already seen it a billion times. They did it, but I understand that. You know what I mean? It's 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 coming. They want to get It's still s- in development. As, yeah, they as, haven't
1: as, showed off much yeah.
0: And then even the tribes, I guess, you know, made sense. It's a brand new a brand new season coming, you know, a lot of new stuff coming to it. We'll keep that ball rolling here, because yeah. Eyes in the Dark literally <laughs> just came out. Just so came that out. is the newest Why freshest hot list for them to talk about. So
1: you you made the point. Well, I was a little disappointed too, but then we've both circled back around we've and it 100 percent makes sense.
0: It does make sense. It's just once again, as we always say, when you're in it and you see it constantly, because we're, you know, watching and seeing if they're gonna announce something new or what they're up to. So we see every tweet, every mention of you know these games. We're like, why are you mentioning this game again? We've already gone through this a billion times. Everybody hasn't gone through it a billion times. Mm -hmm. We just sit here and stare at them constantly so we know every time they pick their nose, whereas most folks, they don't. They look at Gearbox once or twice a year and they walk away and they go do whatever else they're going to do. So for them, this stuff is still hot. It's still fresh. It's still new. And it still might be something they haven't seen except for just now at this PAX West event. So I get it. But usually they do have... A couple new things in publishing, and that didn't happen this year. So, you know, just a little disappointed. I was hoping to get a little something new out of them.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. They also showed off a Homeworld pinball table for the Pinball FX game. I know that's a lot, really, really popular with pinball people. I'm not really a pinball person. Then, rolling on through the reason why they were here, and the big thing that they did show off some gameplay actual gameplay. They hurt us again because last episode I said, man. I'm excited for this new Tales from the Borderlands, but I wish it wasn't just a cinematic trailer. I wish I could see some gameplay. They showed some gameplay this time. Now, I do wish there weren't so many people talking over top of it, but still, they showed it off. Thoughts, Eric?
0: All right. So, first off, I'm coming around. All right. Okay. The characters, the three characters. I, was, I, I kind of bashed them last time we talked about the three main characters that wasn't driving with me at the time. After seeing gameplay and seeing him talk, I personally was like, "Okay, I can see the I can see the camaraderie here. I can see the the uh, synergy coming. You know, you got you got Fran. She's just like, boom! I'm just kill everything. Do what I got to do. Don't worry about it. You know, then you got Octavia or whatever, and it's just a goofball. And then, of course, apparently, and I didn't know this until the the trailer. The whole gameplay version was their brother and sister. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, I had no idea they were related whatsoever. Well, that's kind of neat. That's that dynamic. How the hell did this turn out where she's like the president, chief scientist of some company, you know, trying to create all this new stuff. And he's apparently got stuck on the streets trying to live and just struggle his way through. It, it started jive with me. I, I was like, OK, I, I think I can come around to liking these characters. So as long as that dynamic keeps up. I like it. And then of course with the, uh, I won't go too far. So I'll get get your initials, but I will say with the, the options you had, I was really digging, you know, there were several options and they were different. Like, you know, it was, it was like, yes, you know, yes, yes, we'll do it. No, we won't. But then there were like two in-betweeners where it's like, well, I guess if you really just don't want to fine. you know, that, that kind of like in-between option. And I appreciate that. I love it when it's not just yes or no, it's, stipulations or or conditions in which you're staying, yes or no, which hopefully will give you different endings, will give you different, you know, scenes throughout the game and it doesn't just end up being tied into the yes or no no matter what, just with a little different flair.
1: Now I'm glad you came around because I turned the other way. I came around from I have, you know, I, I got a good feeling about these characters too. In this reveal, in this gameplay, I did not like the characters. I liked I probably liked Anu the best because she was like the level-headed one out of the three. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, the other two weren't jiving with me. Octavio did redeem himself a little bit with all the Metal Gear Solid references.
0: I thought for sure you'd love the box, yeah.
1: I feel like that's the reason why they showed this because, hey, it's kind of sneaky. So look at all the Metal Gear Solid references we could cram in here. So I did appreciate that. I did like that. But just, I don't know, something about it. It wasn't jiving with me. But, I mean, they did say right before they loaded in. Hey, we don't have the time to show you the 10 hours it takes to get to this point mm-hmm. of the game. So maybe by this point of the game, I'll have hung out with him, seen him go through some stuff, connect with one or two or all three of them, and then I'll I'll feel that that energy and that jive right away. But to me it was it was a little too much. I didn't eh. And then the only other thing was you mentioned the options, and I appreciated the variety of options. What I didn't like was what you chose was a little too far afield from what they would actually say. And I don't want it Mm. to be verbatim because people have issues with that too. But like one of the first options for Octavius was when the dude on his wrist tells him, hey, you got to sneak, it's a stealth mission. And the option that they chose was, yes, Roger, over, military speak, just short clipped stuff. Yeah. And then he said, okay, yeah, I get it. Weapons and equipment OSP, which is a Metal Gear Solid reference. But it wasn't that the short clipped staccato, like I'm just spouting off military dialogue, that it looked like it was going to be. So I appreciated the joke, but it seemed like what you chose and what he said was a little too different. Otherwise, I mean, it was Tales. It was, you know, Tales from the Borderlands and I love that style. And I've always said Tales from the Borderlands is my favorite piece of Borderlands media. So I have high hopes for it. I'm just hoping that it eases you into the characters and you, I can come to love them. Mm-hmm. Just this this one snippet just didn't do it for me quite enough, I guess. I don't know.
0: And I'm thinking you'll probably come around. Obviously, who knows? But I can tell you this. like, If you'd have just showed me a random snippet of Tales from Borderlands with like Reese, I would have hated that game because Reese was just stupid, just ridiculous most of the time. Always saying and doing the wrong thing, the dumb thing, and it annoyed the hell out of me. But because I went with him on this journey and learned why he is the way he is and what all that entailed, I loved him, and I loved all the characters around him.
1: I was just going to say the same thing. Like, if you had just shown me late-game Vaughn, I would have been like, what is this character? With his underwear out and his stupid cape, he's got a helmet on. Mm -hmm. What's going on here? But since they started small, and obviously you are going to start small because Fran starts out in her frozen yogurt shop, and then it gets ruined, so that's her motivation to go do stuff. I was thinking we're going to start with just them in their everyday lives, and then go towards these zany situations. I'm just hoping there's enough there for me to latch on to. Okay, I see what's going on. And I feel like it will be, because it usually is. But, you
0: well, know. Then, well, you know there's a journey of some kind, because the uh, the one, the character, I forgot her name already, that you do like, the uh, scientist. Well, they already showed a trailer of her, first off, being like top dog at some company, and talking to Reese himself, yeah, who yeah. is, of course, top dog. But then all of a sudden, she's scrounging down in these tunnels with these two jokers. Yeah, Yeah, and it's like, well, she didn't just decide to go there. Something happened to her to get here. So it's like, you already know there's a journey. There's a whole bunch that happened beforehand that has her doing this craziness where they are and, you know, with what's happening. of course, Octavius or Octavio, he's just probably some, you know, hobo... Trying to make it, you know, but it'll be fun. I, I think it'll. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll come around. I hope it comes around. I'm definitely optimistic about it. After seeing this. the uh, the soldier designs of the T D Air soldiers, oh man, that was they look freaking sharp. I really like how they are, are looking. I like the giant, uh just the whole jive of them. I hope to see them in Borderlands proper in the future a bunch, because that's really cool. You know, and definitely a, a step away from the Malawon soldiers that we saw a bunch. The only thing I didn't like, and it was—it's so minute, it doesn't really matter. I'm not like mad about it or upset. But the, because the joke was funny, getting up to the where they were fighting with their volt, you know, vault landers. Mm-hmm. The fight itself was lame. Like I was like, you, I don't mind it if they'd have done it, and it would have been like you know, twenty seconds, thirty seconds of it. Agreed, yeah. But that was such an easy lame fight that I'm like, no, nah, you don't don't waste a minute and a half, two minutes of my time doing this really lame. Easy unless you're, you know, crazy. uh Fight. So I don't know if those will get harder. If it'll definitely get a lot faster, a lot quicker. And they were just kind of showing you. Well, they were obviously showing you the introduction to it because it said you've unlocked a Voltlander game. Right, right. But even so, that was. I don't know. I think maybe the wrong choice for the trailer because it was so you just stood there and watched it and I was like, you're just. I don't know, I understand what's happening. It's too easy. What's going
1: on? Well, you mentioned the trailer. In the trailer, the teaser trailer. Before this reveal thing, they showed it like, it was like fast action. So mm-hmm. like you said, hopefully this is just the intro and it, you know, maybe you can choose the difficulty or maybe it's just one or of it those just
0: ramps up naturally. Yeah, yeah,
1: Or it's one of those tails fights where, Hey, do you want to fight me? Here's my vault lander. Oh my God. That's the legendary who And so the button presses are quick QTE, bam, bam. So you'd have to be on your, on the ball to even stand a chance. I'm assuming it's going to be that way because we saw all the big empty slots, Mm -hmm. you know, on both sides of the vault lander screen. So, and everyone had different stats and all this stuff. So there has to be a lot more depth to that than we saw. But like you said, I wasn't exactly thrilled with it when they pulled it out. I went, okay, here we go. Rub my hands together. Oh, it didn't do much for me. But like you said, I'm still optimistic for the game because I love Tails. I, I love what Gearbox does. It won't be bad. I just I don't want to come off like a super negative, Nancy. Just this one gameplay snippet didn't really do it for me. But I'm still excited to play it when it does come out.
0: Yeah, for sure. Overall, I'm still stoked. Uh, I'm excited to play it. And, of course, to tie things up, uh, they didn't really mention anything else. There was no mention of the movie.
1: Sorry, Steve. I don't know yep. if you saw it on Twitter. I put it out there. That was my one conjecture, that they would show a teaser trailer or a trailer of some sort for that game gosh forsaken movie nothing nothing
0: nothing nada and then of course uh nothing on uh, people uh, obviously ask for like a borderlands 2 remake which i don't think is gonna happen like, but like you can't do that yeah you can't do that i i think that's over and done but um you know besides that wonderlands didn't get anything the dlc for that's over so your season pass is done they didn't mention nothing there so does that mean... But their last class just
1: came out. It was just like four weeks ago. Come know, on but, now.
0: but this would have been the perfect point to go, hey, have you liked everything up to now in Wonderlands? Guess what? Your season two pass will be coming February of next year or whatever. So I don't know. Maybe that would have been in there, but there, you know, that wasn't there. No Nuke and Duke. I mean, you know, very disappointed with that too.
1: Now, I agree with you. It would have been an awesome place to do a season two of Wonderlands. But if you remember season two of Borderlands 3 was basically the end of it. So, mm-hmm. if they are doing something like that or, you know, a, an expansion box to it, something like that, you might want to save that for like six months down the road for PAX East. Hey, what's Gearbox going to do? Fashoon, here's the trailers for that. Or, I mean, heck, even maybe just a year from launch, drop it in. I mean, that might be PAX East time. I, I don't remember
0: when it is. Oh, well, there's Game Wards still coming, too. Yeah, I true. think Game Wards would be an actual new game, though. Uh, world premiere mm. so that will be something else probably but who knows at this point i yeah. i mean as we already said we do know they're working on a new project because we've seen several of the developers go hey uh working on a thing and it's never not gonna be talking about it for a little while where's my so, project cool. 1v1 i know whatever happened to that i
1: know where it is it's that game like friends versus friends that's some card-based I don't know if it's one on one shooter though. You've seen the trailer for that, right? It's like the yeah the cell shaped craziness. Awesome. Like mm-hmm. maybe that is what one v one became. I don't know. Who, who knows?
0: Who knows? Everything so, everything
1: that's a first person shooter with cards. I go. That's where one v one is, and then it doesn't look anything like it even no. remotely. And I go, well, it could have been though. I don't
0: know. Could have been. Could have been. So where's Battleborn too? You know, get that out here. Just didn't see none of it. We didn't get any uh, any new tidbits. I'm interrupting. Where's
1: where's Battleborn Tap 2? Where's Battleborn Tap 2? You can put it on your phone, Eric. You got an iPhone now.
0: It's in the grave.
1: Battleborn Tap 2. Battleborn Tap tap 2.0. I'm
0: not doing it. You're going to do it. Nobody's doing it. I'm I'm going to
1: steal your phone, and I'm going to do it.
0: No, we're not. It's gone, too. Just like Battleborn, it's dead and gone. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, you know, they focus definitely on Tails for the most part, and then, of course, uh, getting Randy's shirts. and. Overall, you know, I came way okay. I wasn't disappointed. I, I'm sad. I would love to hear some new shiny piece of news, as always. But getting the gameplay of Tales, I think, was uh, enough for me for now.
1: Yeah, I think overall, when I think just back on what they showed, it was a good press conference because they showed what they should have showed, which is the gameplay from Tales from the Borderlands. It just didn't hit for me, so I was kind of disappointed that there wasn't that, hey, guys, and hey, uh, <laughs> one more thing. Like people mm-hmm. often do, and then there's the teaser trailer for t- for the Borderlands movie. So, a good press conference overall, just not for me this time.
0: And you got Randy's magic trick. So, boom! Everything stayed true to what it needed to be. Bada bing, bada boom. You got what you needed. I can't wait. One of these days, we're gonna. Randy's gonna do a magic trick for me. We're gonna be at Nerdvana in Texas. I can see he's gonna be there, and he's gonna do it, and I'm gonna have a great time. And we're going to joke about it. It's, uh, it's going to happen.
1: So what about you out there, podcast listener land? Were you excited for the Gearbox Main Theater Showcase, whatever they officially called it? Was it not quite what you expected? Was it more than what you expected? Let us know via the email, thirdshiftme at gmail.com. on the Twitter machine at thirdshiftme. and find us on Facebook under the Third Shift.
0: Indeed, you can find us over there, or you can find us on Patreon. Yes, a little old thing you can do, buck two bucks, three bucks, maybe even that coveted one million dollars. You like what we're doing. You want to help us out. It's just any kind of thing helps us. You know what? If you do that million bucks, it's still there. We're going to drop our lives. We're going to open up a food line. We're going to have all sorts of crazy aisles, do all sorts of wacky things. We're going to probably fail epically at it, become bankrupt, and it's going to ruin our lives. It'll probably ruin our lives, so you should probably give us the million bucks just so you can watch me and Matt ruin our lives because we said we'd do a stupid thing, uh, and, and then we'd have to follow through because that's the way it works, so do it. And if you can't do that, though, you can support us in other ways. Mailbag questions, you don't want us to have a specific thing we talk about on the show for a topic, you can do that. You can uh, tell us how cool or awesome we are. We can give us five-star ratings over on iTunes, over on Spotify. You can go check out Twitch, hang out over there, Prime Sub, watch us play games and have a good old time. All that's some ways you can support us, and I recommend you do it because it makes us feel so good.
1: That's the thing I forgot to mention in my weekly recap. Hey, I got back into Final Fantasy V, and it was great, and I I didn't miss a beat. It was a fun stream. So just check me out there, drop the prime sub, do all the things, and also check out the very next episode, which will be dropping on the 15th of September, or early, or late. Um, It's never late. It's never late. It could only be early. But check it out there on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, hey, if you like what we're doing you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services. Because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it.
0: Indeed we do. Please consider getting those five-star reviews. I've been waiting. I've been telling people. I've been threatening people. I've been trying to be nice to people. I've done it all. I've, I've run the gamut time and time again. You know what? I don't know what's next. Something with bombs and mailbags. I don't know. What else can we do, man?
1: You just gotta run a different gamut, dude. Just turn that frown upside down and go completely off the wall. You've tried violence. It doesn't work. That's true. You gotta try like
0: violence doesn't work.
1: swinging from a tree. Being a tree frog. Maybe, you you yeah, see,
0: maybe becoming you something else.
1: You you become a little tree frog and you sit outside their window and you
0: go, five stars. Five stars. That's true. We're gonna it We're gonna come up with a new approach to this, and I'm gonna to start to get just involved in your lives out there personally, in a way that's different. So look forward to it. And if you don't want to look forward to it, just give a five star rating, and you won't have to participate.
1: But until next time, when we may or may not be a tree frog, there's nothing else to say. But.
0: Down. Down. Oh, yeah. oh, <laughs>
1: Shut
0: up and and sit sit down. down. Rabbit.